Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Okay, hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. It's just uh, Kathy today, no Tommy. I used to have um, a co-host named Tommy. I have an in-studio guest because everyone loved our last in-studio guest. We had a drag queen on, drag queen named Phil. Oh, our new guest is making a fucking oh. face. What's that face oh, for? Oh, drag queens went out in 1984. I'm a little tired of that. Nothing oh, personal. Really? You yeah. think? But I think that RuPaul's Drag Race brought them back into style. Do you don't think? RuPaul used to live in my building in the West Village on uh, Morton Street. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ru. How are you? You kind of sound like a drag queen. I mean, you, you're not. I mean, you have that flair about you when you talk okay flair yes voice and legs no right but you look like a dude he looked like a dude too he didn't even come in full drag is that kind of fucked up yes so anyway let me introduce you okay and i mean because this is uh andrew einhorn he's not going to be anonymous do you want to be anonymous no No, i want to be be. andrew einhorn of naked happy girls that's me i am one yes he's from naked happy girls which is on playboy was a playboy on playboy tv it's not on anymore right does that channel it's still on it repeats people see me daily in the street they say oh my god that episode last night was so good with you had the woman and she take off and then she don't like you her boyfriend show up but it's so good you have such a good job Oh, my God. You're not performing. You just be yourself. You're, like, kind of performing. I know, but I'm imitating the Spanish men <laughs> who sorry. recognize me more than anyone else. Okay, just don't be like my drag queen because he was very on. Do you know what I mean? And so we want Andrew Einhorn, the real person behind Naked Happy Girls, the guy who gets girls on the street in New York. He just meets them. This is what he does. He literally accosts women on the streets of New York, hot women of all races, sizes. <laughs> He's not interested in that word. That was a bad word. That's a little harsh. Okay, he goes up to women on the street and he talks them into going back to their apartment and getting totally naked and taking pictures of them. And they're they're arty pictures. Sure. Totally. Not too arty that they're not sexual. They're like, you know, like Spencer Tunick, he's just real arty. You're arty, but it's, uh, they're sexy too. They're both. I straddle the line between art and pornography, as many people have said, as we've... we've uh, oh my God, you're still on. Can you just talk like a regular person? I know Andrew. And this, this is, is how me. This is how I got, <laughs> I got him on my podcast. Is I was um, on a bike ride the other day, and uh, I drove right past Andrew, and I was like, oh shit, I should get him on the show. And then you turned around to talk to me. But you didn't talk like this when we were talking on our bikes. That's who I want. I just want that person to just talk regularly. Okay, I will be a generic human. Not generic. You are, <laughs> listen, you couldn't be generic if you tried. Andrew is a complicated, I say neurotic. He doesn't think neurotic. 
interesting, creative. I've seen some one-person shows of yours that worked fucking amazing. Oh, that's nice. It was just one, but you're brilliant. You're really brilliant and creative. What we're going to talk about, I mean, we'll probably get into all kinds of things, but um, we'll talk about, like, I think what most people want to know is how the hell do you talk women into and how did that start? You know, on the street, literally, right? It's not like, because they show it on, on the Playboy show, right? That you, like, I mean, that's, I know it's for the show, but before you did that, you have a whole book here. I do. I have, you have two. two books. Mm-hmm. Both books came out before I did the show. One of the books led to the show, if not both. The first book is called Naked Happy Girls. The second is called Bubble Bath Girls. And Naked Happy Girls is what we decided to name the show on Playboy to keep the theme going. Because in generally, they are naked and they are happy. And part of the thing that makes me me is the ability to find women who are generally happy and make them smile on camera. Whereas most naked pictures tend to be a little posed or diva-esque, if uh-huh, you will. Right. And I love the natural. As a matter of fact, my subtext says... New York, undressed, sexy, private, home, innocent, natural, sunny, erotic, <laughs> real, and playful. And they are all true. It is true. That, that is your... I mean, I remember when, when you had the party for the... When your book came out and then you had a party at your apartment when the, the show came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but before, like, you did the book and before... You were really just going up to women on the street. Somehow get... Like, how did that happen? And how did that start? Or how did you get that idea? I came to New York in 94 and was instantly wowed by the most beautiful women from around the world who come here. And I was starting to do nudes in Philadelphia at the time. And just seeing all these women, um, I started slowly and shyly asking some if they'd be willing to pose for me. I had no intention of making a book or a television show at the time. And my confidence grew as some agreed and most didn't. And everyone says, well, what's your percentage? And I would say, oh. You don't pay people. Have you ever? Um, yeah, lots. Oh, really? Unfortunately, the more famous I get, the more I have to pay people. Oh, but, but I mean before. No, from 95 to 2003, I didn't pay a soul. And that right. was the, it was a beautiful thing because, yes, I would stop them on the street. I would do my best to schmooze. And if you want to know the psychology of that, it's just. We do. People do, I think. Of Regular guys do. do. What yes. is the psychology? Because you figured it out. I mean, that's like most guys. Well, I guys figured it out for me. I'm different than anybody else. If you asked a naked a woman or a guy if they wanted to pose naked for you, you might have a totally different approach. I'm just generally a nice guy. They have said used the word disarming a lot, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, charming, if you will. Handsome, athletic. <laughs> There's a lot of words, and I'm not kidding, that they've used to describe me. But I personally, to start a conversation, will usually instantly size up a, a woman and try to find something to comment on, to notice. And it could be her hair, her eyes, her ethnicity. That's probably one of my favorite things ever because I'm genuinely interested. And in New York, you have such exotic mixes. And I'll look at someone and in two seconds think, you might be an Indian, uh, Irish. I feel like that's. Filipino. I feel like you approached me at one of our friend, mutual friend's party <laughs> the same way. I mean, that's what you do. That's what you're because that's is generally what you're interested in. Yeah. Well, their ethnicity. Yeah, totally. No, Among I mean, you're everything. figuring that kind of shit out, though. Sure. Seriously. Yeah. And, and anything else. It could be a bracelet. It could be your your nail polish or the shoes that you have on your feet. Anything that a woman is wearing or smiling her face, the way she plucks her eyebrows, says something about her. And I want to instantly find a connection and make light, charming conversation. And 
I can see what they're like in a matter of seconds. How do they respond to me? Do they have this, oh, God, there's some guy, or, or is it, oh, this person's funny, or they notice something that other people don't, or a lot of women seem to respect the fact that you have guts to come up to them and start a conversation. Totally. And I, you're not, because I think that people could always smell intention. Do you know what I mean? Especially women, because women are accosted by men, really accosted, you know, that just want to bang them or whatever on the street all the time. And most sure. of the time, New York women are very... You know, they could smell that from a mile away and they want nothing to do with it. So you must go in because you know what you're looking for. You're looking to do this arty thing with them, right? I mean, it's not like you're trying to bang them. I mean, that that's where those are questions for later. Okay. Okay, because you did make a face when I said that. Because I feel like if you come to, if you go to a woman with that in mind, she might get that vibe. Do you know what I mean? So Absolutely. You, right? Yes. You agree that's a part sure. of the psychology? Like, mm-hmm. you, you don't go there until later. Like, maybe if you're connecting with someone I'm sure you've had sex with, I don't know how how many pages of people in that book? Three and a half. That's it? Come on. How many That's people it. have you fucked that you took pictures of? Well, in this book, it was three and a half. And then the percentages go down because I become older and older and they stay the same age. So when I'm <laughs> 42 and they're 25, the chances go a little bit less. If you had a lot of cash, you could be 62. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. I do have cash and I yeah. will be 62. So Right. And if you have a little fame and stuff, I, I, the age doesn't matter, Andrew. Do you know that? I'm happy to hear it. it. Of course. It doesn't matter. No. It matters more for men with women, but not women with men. Come on. Okay, great. I'm very happy to hear this because I imagine that at 60, I'll have a kid and I'd like it with a 33-year-old. So Yeah, that could happen. Well, you're not going to get a kid with a (laughs) (laughs) 60-year-old or a 50-year-old. True. Maybe not even a 45-year-old, but, you know, a 33-year-old would be right. Yeah, no, I mean, come on, women, it's a different kind of a thing, age. It's unfortunate. We could talk about that for a fucking hour because it's, like, a little unfair for women. But I think the fact that, you know, younger guys are banging older women like crazy, Mm -hmm. it's even the playing field. And it's, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because I like younger men, too. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, who doesn't look at someone younger and, you know, and doesn't want to be like, oh, that's so much more attractive. Of course. Than me and you. Right. Like, you know, even though we're very attractive people. (laughs) Exactly. But so, yeah, I mean, so how what is the age range that you go for? Like, I mean, both of these books that you have here, I've seen a lot of your stuff because I've known you over the years. And um, but you take pictures of all different kind of women. I mean, you see beauty right in like you say, all different ethnicities, all different, or is it just like you have to be totally hot to be in your book? No, no, not at all. As a matter of fact, part of the thing I feel like that makes me special is I will see women that other people don't see attractive, maybe at first glance. Totally. And I know that, wow, that person, I bet you if I did this and this and this, that I could make her beautiful. And I think of one specific example I was working or a friend of mine had an office in Fifth Avenue and 20th Street and right next to his office was like a paper shop and there was three generically pleasant women there and there was one little nerdy Indian woman who just didn't show sex appeal right but I liked her skin color her body mannerisms and I started on this path and I could tell deep underneath she had this sexual side to her you know totally I'm an artist and I live in Queens and yes I work in this paper shop um, but I might be open so after a couple weeks or a month I don't remember what it was we ended up doing a shoot and it was one of my favorite ones ever But okay where do you go from like a couple extra weeks a couple we do a shoot like what do you say to that Indian girl in that paper store to open up the conversation very pleased to meet you I like your (laughs) vagina very much could I perhaps get you naked 
<laughs> no, that's what I said to her. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Sean. I, to be honest, that was seven years ago, and I can't remember exactly what like, I said. But okay. I think I'm sure I guessed her background to begin with, and right. after that, and then you start. Do you go into like what you do for a living, or this is what you do, and then? Yes, absolutely. Pretty quickly. Right. I want to tell someone that, well, I might shoot weddings and bar mitzvahs, but I also do naked photography and uh, have a book and I have a TV show and look how great I am. But I'm also the kind, charming, disarming man who would love to spend some you time. Don't, come on, you, do you say this kind of do you pull this kind of so that you're like funny? You make a joke. Like, Comedy is huge. That's what Absolutely. I'm saying. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you do do this when you, so that oh, women. Oh, I do it. Get, yeah, I think that that's I want to be as funny as I can right off the bat because right. it's another disarming thing and women like funny guys and in addition to my good looks and work that I have to show them, it helps. Right, exactly. And now, so what would the girls get out of it before you started paying them? Like, would they get pi the pictures too? Yeah, at the beginning I was shooting all film and it was a little more awkward. I might say, I'll make you five eight by ten prints or I'll give you a copy of this or that. I also shoot a lot of video, which is really vital to what I do. And it, unfortunately, a lot of women don't want to do any video. It crosses this invisible line of, well, it's not pictures anymore. It's more porn-esque if it's video. And that's very unfortunate because I use video like I use still pictures and I try to um, talk to them and make them like real women. And I use this as a line. I say, you know, it's if I can hear you speak and talk, you'd become three dimensional instead of this fashion thing where you're a pretty woman who's naked. Let's talk to you and you can tell me about your boyfriends and girlfriends and your cat and where you bought that lamp and your furniture and what do you want to do in life. And it works for most and not everyone. So that's what you did on your show, right? I mean, you could only get women that were going to be on the video. And you think that you could get... I feel like, for sure, people are more attractive if you hear them talk, if you see how they move. Like, you know, I can't stand myself in a flat picture. Like, I, I, you can't just get who I am. And you're not flat at all. You're a very <laughs> curvaceous woman. And can I say, first of all, I don't know if this is common for everyone else, but <laughs> Kathy asked me to take my clothes off before the interview. <laughs> so I'm sitting here naked on her chair. It's comfortable and the room is beautiful, but oh I just didn't know if this is me or everyone else. <laughs> No, I thought, you know, because the, the title of the show is probably going to be Naked Happy Girls, I figured we'd have Naked Happy Guys just to even out the, the score. I did get the URL <laughs> Naked Happy Boys as well as Naked oh, Happy did? Men thinking that my huge conglomerate would take off their pants and then the, it never really happened. But I think I still have that. Just, oh, you do? Just in case. You never check nudes of good guys. I've done couples, a lot of couples. I'd say between 13 and 21 and it's a totally different experience. It's okay. Right. Not as good as the one-on-one -on -one with a woman, but right. it's not bad. And if a woman is more comfortable to be with her boyfriend or mistress or mister, whatever it is, that's fine with me. Oh, so you've how did you get into the couples? It, was it like you approached a woman and she said, hey, do you mind if my boyfriend's involved? Or you thought, oh, I'm going to do couples and went out and asked couples on the street i don't remember but our friend spencer probably had a role in it because he's always looking to be a little more accepted into and the spencer, art world you have to tell people who you're talking about right uh, might as well I, if you don't want to nah, i don't care um spencer tunic is an artist who's also a friend of mine and he travels around the world uh photographing large groups of naked people we yeah, call google them, him we call them installations yes spencer tunic mass nudes they're beautiful his stuff yeah. is very arty it's go it's, it's gorgeous breathtaking landscapes breathtaking. with tens of thousands of people within an urban or country environment making shapes and patterns and bringing <laughs> attention <laughs> to so too much <laughs> well, that's true no, you're Why, it's I'm, awesome you're kidding I'm moving my hand in a sexual wave as I say this, and that's why <laughs> Kathy likes it. 
like caressing the back of a woman <laughs> over her tuchus, working my way down her legs. You're so Jewish. If the tuchus, show goes well. Tuchus. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. What am I going to say? Yes, your ass. Okay, so go on. So, But Spencer Tunick... He surely said it's a good idea to shoot couples. And I said, I've, that's fine. And he might have said, here's three. Go do them and start this trend. And I did it. And it was okay. And if a woman wouldn't want to shoot with me by herself, I will say, well, do you have a boyfriend or something? Let's do that. That's fine. At least then she gets naked and I still make to create pictures, which is the main intention of the whole thing. Right. Exactly. Do you, do you have couples in those books? I've never seen any of your couple work. I will show you. I don't have it in these books. No, this is just naked. We're going to post some pictures of your books and stuff on my Facebook. Sure. Maybe we'll post some pictures of your your work too as well. I mean of course we'll plug your website people could check it out because they're going to want to see your my vimeo.com/nakedhappygirls page. Awesome. But wait, let me ask you this cuz okay. I once took naked pictures with a friend of mine, but it was a guy that I banged before. You know, it was like a long-term booty call guy and I was like, you know, I forget how old I was, but I was like, oh, before I hit the wall on my body, I'm like, I should take some naked shots like I'd be into it. And I felt comfortable with this guy cuz I had sex with him so many times. So me and him did a whole shoot for hours. And then you know, I think because I fooled around with him before, like we fooled around afterwards and it, I hadn't fucked him in years, but it was just because the nature of being naked with him for so long that at the, you know, so, but with women that don't know you, right? Yes. Like, how does it start off? Like, first of all, you say you've only screwed three and a half in that one book, but Correct. how many over time? Like, what's the percentage of how many girls? Why? Is that an irritating question? Oh, everybody. I wish uh, people could see your face. <laughs> he just made a face like, ugh, why are you asking me this? Does well, everyone ask you this? Puts more of such a sexual dimension as if I'm but just doing it to have sex we with We know them. that you're right. not. I'm just right. wondering. Mm-hmm. Right. How many? You want a percentage or you want a number? I mean, you know, you had, you know, the number. Well, of course. People okay, ask me all the, the time. Number? No, I don't really know the number. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I could only guess. Um, it was three and a half in this and it was and two that in this. How many, how many women in that book? 35, I believe. Oh, okay. Cause it looks like it's 800 pages. So I'm thinking it's 800, three out of 800, it's three out of 35. Yeah. Oh, three and a half. that's a good percentage. Mm-hmm. People say, well, what's the half? And I might make out with one, fondle another, spank another, tickle so another. That's There's one a half? lot in between. No, in the threes, did you, did you <laughs> yeah. seal the deal? Of that course. half represents anything non-sex. Oh, so that could be ten halves. It could. Oh, okay. Interesting. Three total all the way home Correct. runs. Uh-huh. <laughs> any anal with any of them? No. Okay. And then one, maybe 20 other things. Would, would oral count in that half? Um, yes, it would. Really? Yeah. Oh, so you might have got a lot of blowjobs. No, I think there was two of those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then does it normally the hookup happen right there and then? Or how many times have you like taken that day and, you know, it's made always it go right on there and, and then. It the, is. They right? don't want to see me again after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Jeez, you're exhaustive. They're like, my God, you gave me alcohol and pot and music and oh, I really? danced and I laughed and you had me run around and you never <laughs> stopped. And my God, I've exhausted a lot of a lot of women. It's a long, tough shoot. That's why maybe at the end they just have this. You could see it in their eyes and feel it. I just had an experience about a, a month ago. I photographed like a punk rock Japanese woman and end up fooling around with her. Just about everything except the, you know, home run. Really? But it was like a lot of fun. Like total oral, 60, like everything. Correct. But and she I was like, don't, wait, too. but she was like, don't put it inside? Like, why didn't you screw? Did you not have yeah. a condom? Or? No, she didn't seem to want to go that far. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. But everything Actually, else. Actually, I gave her the oral sex and she did not give it to me. Really? Yes. Little disappointing, but not the end of the world. It was a lot of fun to play with her. You know, I was sort of like the um, uh, nerdy dom and I tied her up at one point as well. For the shoot or afterwards just for fun? It was a little of both because it was mostly for fun, but I would pick up the camera. I did a back and forth. You know, I would shoot a little, play a little, shoot a little, play a little. How did she give you the okay that that was cool to do? Like, who started it? Um, I did. You did? <laughs> you can tell. I mean, I think I'm good at reading people, and there's something right. in their eyes or body language. Right. Um, I think a few glasses of champagne and having her take a warm shower in a dress and take off the dress melted her a little bit. Right, and I that was a part of the shoot. That was a part of the shoot. Right. And then afterwards, I think I was just sort of, I like to see if people are ticklish because I kind of enjoy that. So I think I was sort <laughs> of playing with that aspect and she was seemed to be enjoying that. And it was just sort of evolved from there. But you've tickled other naked women that haven't given you the okay, like you would tickle them? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Non-shoots or just... No, shoots. Oh, not a lot. Yeah, that would be a little weird for me if I'm taking pictures with someone and... No, 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 no. This could be only at the end if we were having fun and you could tell things may have moved on from there. But that 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 happens pretty seldomly. All right, but you said before, pot, drinks, champagne. Like, do you give these so that they could, like, loosen up? Well, it's a requirement. I say going in. Listen, we're going (laughs) to drink. You're going to get drunk. You're going to get high. But what if you meet someone like me on the street and I don't do anything? I'm kidding. They don't have to do anything. No, as a matter of fact, I say in my email before I come, would you like me to bring flowers, bagels, champagne, marijuana, or uh, Snickers? You know, like, hey, I could go any of these ways. I want to make you happy. Right. Kathy, what will make you comfortable and happy? Right, right. And then when they come over to your house or like. No, I go to them. Oh, right. Yes. You go to them and Mm -hmm. you shoot them in their home so that they're comfortable. I think that that's really smart. I love it. I love it. This is something that's very special for me. Um, I love to go to different people's homes because it's a new set. There is different light and different backgrounds. There's so many reasons why it's great. And I'm almost surprised that more people don't do it. Some women will be like, well, where's your studio? Yo, studio, you want me to shoot you in a white box? Right. This has no meaning. I want to come to you and see your building and your bicycle and your lamps and your couches and your pillows and pictures and I earrings. Have in my <laughs> you do. <laughs> Kathy has beautiful Indian-esque opal uh, <laughs> turquoise earrings, which after we're done, I'm going to lay them around her naked body <laughs> and do detailed <laughs> shots of her ass, her feet, her breasts, her hair, her hands, because all of these features are very appealing. Yeah, we'll put them. On. We'll put the. <laughs> we'll put the turquoise titty shots on uh on facebook too um yeah no i think that that's really smart to get them in their own environment totally like loosen them up 
Um, Ironically, some don't like that, which I, I can't understand. Maybe it's so personal. Yes. That they I don't think that's what they think. They don't. I think those are women that aren't really thinking it through. I think that they think, oh, if he comes to me, then he sees where I live. And it's so, you know, he's going to see me naked and he sees where I live. It's just too much information. But like, I mean, I think that's less information than what they're doing if they're getting totally naked. You know what I mean? You might sure. as well at that point give them give you a hundred percent i think personally you know what i mean why are you holding off on your fucking apartment yeah when you're just going to be in their snatch it's, it's weird you know snatch she said <laughs> sometimes they can't shoot because they have seven roommates if they're like a 23 year old in bushwick in which case i like to find other people's apartments so my life <laughs> since 94 has become finding people with nice apartments that i can say later kathy i have this person she doesn't really have a place to shoot would you mind if i could spend two hours and 45 minutes getting her naked in your apartment oh i would totally offer my oh. apartment to someone for a shoot that's fun great done right at some point i can't be there though oh if you want sure no but would the girl mind if somebody else is there oh it depends on who she is there's oh. a lot of liberal women out there uh, yeah no totally what about no this is what i forgot i don't think you answered what is the age range that you do you know i would say 18 to 40 i'm just gonna throw that right out there they're rarely 18 and if i had to summarize i would say more in the 21 to 34 age. Right. Yesterday I was on a bike ride and I saw so many girls walking and I couldn't figure out their age, but I saw all of their asses. And I'm like, am I seeing 14-year-old ass or 21-year-old ass? I mean, it looks so young and they're all wearing really short shorts and their asses, their little bottom of their ass, you see it. And I'm like, what age is that? Is that 18 years old? They look like 14. Like, how do you know what 18 is? Well, it depends on the size, the jiggle, the color of the pants. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, how 18, do you no women like you know what's the difference between 18 and 16 it, like do you ever like go up to a woman and she's only like she's like dude i'm 16 years old or like you know how can you tell age when they're so young and they look so old i, I don't know how to answer that i think both you and i can generally know how i can't no i no. literally cannot it is true because i, I do don't bar know. mitzvahs and the 13 year olds look 18 that's these what days. i mean yeah i didn't know i saw like five asses mm -hmm. yesterday and i'm like am i i don't know if this is 14 year old 16 or eight like i don't know if this is legal ass or illegal ass i, I don't care how old they are but every time you say five asses <laughs> i'm getting excited and i'm visualizing <laughs> it and i have music in my head dun -dun. <laughs> the women nowadays i feel sorry for like guys your age or my friends i always say like you were don't you feel gypped like you're born in the wrong generation the women are just hotter they're stacked they're built different they're so it's totally a different scene you know what i mean my old friend who's like a construction worker in jersey was like he was working a high school or, or a college something where he just saw all these young and he was like fuck yeah. I missed out. Like, to find a girl when you were younger that was skinny with big, real tits was, like, a miracle. I was, like, so popular because I was, like, really skinny with a rack, and it was real. It was, like, unheard of. Now, I don't know if it's the hormones in the chicken or I don't know, but they all have tits and asses, and they're skinny, and they're beautiful, and... There's definitely something in the hormones. These 13-year-olds have giant boobs it's it's yeah it's, it's crazy. crazy and you never saw a bit real big boobs unless the girl was chunky when you were when it, our generation you right, know what i mean right. you couldn't or Greek, get the, italian or jewish or, right right you couldn't get yeah greeks always had big racks right but you couldn't get that today now forget about it i think there's a lot of pressure in new york city though we live in new york where there's a lot of thin beautiful people and i think there's pressure to be thin and beautiful so if we went out to wisconsin or oh yeah no i was in biloxi mississippi once 
Yeah, you're making that face. I saw the widest loads. Like, and I don't care people. Like, I actually like chunky dudes. Like, I'm always like, I'm kind of a chubby chaser. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not chunky at all. I like chunky, like, you know, beefy guys sometimes. Like, I like everything. And so I get it. But this was like the biggest yeah. people. Uh, women, men that I have ever seen. And it was strictly diet because I, I was stuck in a place working and I saw the way the people ate. And I feel bad for people that live in the middle of the because they don't know and they're uneducated as far as like what to eat and diet. And we yeah. feed people the most horrific. I wouldn't feed it to my cat, you know. And um, and that's what I think that it is. But you're right. I mean, we're in New York and we see the most beautiful people here that are in shape and look good. But these are, I'm talking young people don't need to be in shape to look good. You know, these are like, 14 or 18 or 21 year old i didn't need to work out can you stop saying 14 year old because that's (laughs) you're killing me no (laughs) in a good way or a bad way i had someone you know i post ads on craigslist and i had a guy the other day email me oh i'm into uh young girls and exhibitionism and i'm like you know what the fuck is that like what do you mean young like do you mean 21 year olds or do you mean you know pedophilia like i don't know there's a difference and i feel sorry for guys because i feel like you know, that line of like what is illegal and what isn't is kind of fucked up and like wrong, you know, because I once went over to my friend's house and just like I think it's like sometimes a sexual chemistry is an animal instinct, right? Like mm-hmm. you just you can't make that. Sh- it just happens. Mm-hmm. Right. And for, I once went over to my friend's house and his nephew was there, but he was like this tall, really handsome guy. And immediately in two seconds, I was so instantly turned on by him. Like it was like one of those animal things. He didn't say a word. Thank God. But I was like, who the fuck is that? And uh, I hired him to watch my account while I went away. And I found out that he was like 16 years old, right? And so I went home or 17. And I was like Googling, like, what is the legal age? Because I thought for sure I'm going to bang this guy. And I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. But I was like, just by nature. And I'm not some, I'm not something, I'm not, you know, a pedophile. I'm not into little kids. Sure. Like, you know, but I was just attracted just as an animal being. And then when he came over to my house and I gave him the rules and regulations and he was talking, I was completely turned off because he became that 16 or 17-year-old person and it took everything away, right? Yes. But I feel bad for, like, I think it's, like, really weird that we put laws about sexuality in that age range because it's a little bit hard to define, you don't think? Well, you can feel bad but feel good for us, too, because just coming here on my bike, I uh, passed no less than 34 beautiful women in soft, silky summer (laughs) things with a thong underwear over a light white fabric and boobs and cleavage and asses and feet. And I I love every aspect of a woman. I mean, I, I love hands. Um, necks, boobs, of course, are great. Asses, I like feet a lot. I don't have a foot fetish. I hate that term, but they're just another part of the woman's body that I find appealing. So we get to see all of this every day in New York City. And yeah, I might not know the dividing line between 16 and 18, 18. right? That's what I mean. Right. That's what I was thinking when these girls were walking by. There must have been one of those rave parties going on. Have you seen those things? What age of is that? I know what you're talking about. It was down near um, the wet, down near the Lower East Side. Yeah, there was yeah. a giant concert. It was a techno concert. Yes, that's like what I was. That's that, those are the asses. All the asses were going Woo! to that. <laughs> what age Jesus. were they? Um, I think they were 12. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would have put them between yeah, 15 and 25. It was right. it was really a. Yeah. And I'm glad to know that you know the techno is still so popular with the kids. Oh, it really is. And instantly, I was like, I wish I had my camera. I wish I was on that boat doing interviews, interacting because that's what I love with people. Throw me in a crowd with a microphone, and then hopefully find a way to do some naked photo shoots mixed in. And I'm not sure how that would happen, but that's my natural instinct. Is you know, throw me in a fun situation. Let me schmooze and talk to people. 
people. I'm like a bee searching for honey. And if I can get some naked photo shoots out of it, I've created some art. And then we have something to take away. It's just everything about it is great. Yeah, no. And like you were saying before, like you love everything. I think, you know, that's why you do what you do. I mean, you know what I mean? Because you really see women as art, you know, in their bodies and every part of them, not just the tits and the ass. And that's what comes across in your pictures. Because if you were just into boobs or at like you would see that because that's where your focus would be and somehow it would come out in what you're producing i mean for in your pictures what i get is is everything like who that person is like and and the and the beauty and everyone like i said you make everyone look not only attractive but sexy too I couldn't agree more. For and sure. what you don't see is everything in between is how I talk to them to get to that situation. And when that's I put what we want to know. And when I put the camera down, what funny things that I'm saying or how I straddle that line between, well, do you want to be completely naked doing a backflip and doing <laughs> yoga, which maybe is a little more revealing on the vagina versus like, well, let's just stick to this or that. And there's a constant push and pull and there's the line and I want to make people comfortable, but I want to get what I want at the same time. So right. it's a fun line. If you look at some of the videos on this Vimeo Naked Happy Girl site, you can see, I mean, they're like three minute clips, but you do get a sense of me talking to them and how they react to what I say and things like that. I think that that's something you and somehow you could teach people how to do it. But I feel like the, it's a natural thing that natural. the people that could really do it, do it. Because I know I have a natural ability to like talk to people in certain ways and sometimes to get things like certain things that I do that I couldn't tell you how I do it. Sure. But it's just like that thing. You got that me you here at the table do. naked. So you're, <laughs> you're batting a thousand. Exactly. So that must just be your thing. But I mean, like, do is that always the question that guys say is like, how could I do this too or. It's everything you, we, we just talked about. How? What did you say to them? Uh, are they nervous? Did like, you have sex are most with of them, them nervous? Um, a lot of them are, and I like that. Brrr, the more nervous, <laughs> the better, because shy and nervous. Those are the people that wouldn't normally shoot with somebody if they're like, "Oh yeah, I do this all the time." Well, okay, that's good, but then it's not as special. Right. And when I find someone that's a little shy or nervous, and I can use my charm and sensibilities to make them comfortable and and get naked and create art and at the end i'm saying oh my god i was nervous but it was so much fun and you made me feel like a queen and this was like a great three hours it makes me feel so happy and then i get to share that with you and the rest of the world it's just a win 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 right five wins like five asses walking down the street <laughs> five 14 year old asses oh. you said that they could have been between 15 <laughs> and 25 yes they were not 25 i know what a 25 year old asshole these were sure. like very very young that i was like are they legal or not i don't think that they are and i feel bad for their dads and their dad friends because they're what and i think how i because I, I was like a, a hoe like i was like a slutty girl but when i was younger yeah slutty girls like that was the minority do you mm -hmm. know what i mean i was right. like a 10 percent girl now it's like the minority is the <laughs> conservative girls 90 percent are girls that dress like i used to and i feel bad when i think about how I used to dress when I went out with my mom. You know what I mean? When I was like that jail bait age with my ass sticking out and my combat boots and my, you know, that's what I used to do. And all these girls are walking by with the same shit, but their asses were really out. And I was like, oh my God, I did this shit to my mom too. Right. And now it's just all over the place. Did it say the word juicy on any of the butts <laughs> or no. other words similar? No, because it was, it was all denim. Like they just sell these denim oh. shorts that are so short. They were all wearing denim shorts. All mm -hmm. of them were wearing the different, uh, the same thing. And all of them, like, it's, it wasn't, it was like, seriously, their ass cheek yeah. was totally showing. Yeah. It's totally there. Like, well, it was a part of the style. 
If that's a new trend, I'm very happy to hear it. Oh, I saw five of them. Maybe it'll it'll go to the the the, the bikini top and the breast will show from the bottom down. And yeah, you'll but, be <laughs> but the sad thing is, is because you know it's not only changed with women in this generation. Is men are very different too. They're much more into how they look. Sure. They're more self conscious. Their weight, all this. They're a lot. They're more like women than you know men were back in our day. And so these guys with their fashion sense. I mean, come on. What is with the shorts off? The, I mean the pants off the ass like I mean for real it's Isn't off that the old ass. now wasn't that so like no five I, years I ago? still see it do I you? still for sure I feel like I really it's more do. the Latina African-American side of things yeah totally but I mean like you know it's a, it is an ass thing so you don't find that appealing asses. when a man's no, jeans I are don't. halfway I, down his no, ass no I went no. up to a guy and I took a picture of it I'm like I just need to take a picture of it it's just like what the hell are you doing because he was like he was really cool and he was rocking everything really good from head to toe but then that thing just ruined it I was yeah. like it's a little try to be it's too much sure Whereas the girls with the asses, I was like, maybe they don't know. I don't know. Or it's just the style because all of them had it. And they weren't slutty girls. They would just look like regular girls. Times have changed. This has become more commonplace. That's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, not to go back to the bad mitzvahs, but women are wearing skirts that just go below their butts. Right. And bad mitzvah, how old are they? Um, I, I don't know. 14? Oh, uh, 12 and 13. Right. And are some of those, like you say, you go to these bar mitzvahs and you're just 12 and 13 year olds that are like, look like women. Women. And the boobs are already there and they're wearing cleavage oriented dresses and. Right. And as a man, right? Like, do you, f- like, is it pedophilia? Like to me, pedophilia is like when you're like little kids, there's a difference. Sure. To then a 15 year old that looks like. She's 21. Know, yeah, that you can't say that a man that's attracted to that is a is a pedophilic. Please no don't. Way. Please don't. You say just that. can't, right? right? Just like I'm not. I never fucked that guy, by the way, because once he talked, uh, you know, the 17 year old, right. it was like all bets were off. Can you <laughs> imitate what he would have said while here? What what he when we talked? Yeah. No, it wasn't even like what he said. It was just that when he started to talk, even though he was really tall and really good looking, and he had this way about him that seemed very old. Mm-hmm. When he spoke, he was very young. His way of speaking was so young that that wasn't hot to me. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That that ruined it. It wasn't like he said anything dumb. It was just that he was a kid. Yeah. And it wasn't hot. If he never said a word, I was so horny. You never meet those people. You're so horny for them. You're like on a mission. Like you can't. It's I like, hear women say that more than men. Just shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear anything. Just don't say a word. <laughs> oh, I kind of like they that. Because they know it just might get ruined. Because most yeah. of the time that does get ruined. I think thing. men feel the same way. We just don't say that. No, you know what it is for women? That doesn't happen often. Yeah. That kind of thing, that kind of weird attraction, physical, right off the bat before you know someone thing, doesn't happen. I think a guy, my guy friends tell me that, you know, they see a woman across the street and the wind blows and her skirt goes up a little bit and they mm. go home and jerk off to her that night. You know what I mean? Like sure. that's the way it goes. Women aren't sort of like that you know so if we if I walk in my friend's house and see a guy and have that reaction that happens so rarely mm-hmm. that you don't want to fuck it up so if you know that talking could fuck it up like next time I see a 17 year old I might be like don't talk don't take care of my cat you know I thought oh I'm gonna get him to take care of my cat and maybe something will happen but no is that an analogy for something what the cat taking care of my cat no that was just like i was trying to you know weave my way into i'm an opportunist i had to figure out a way to make it happen um you know after all my googling i had to and i you know my friend knew i was like how when is he turning 18 because i couldn't really get a good idea whether it was really legal or not and what the age was i didn't know if it was 16 or 18 you know i was no wonder your listeners love you it's fantastic (laughs) 
it's the truth. <laughs> you know, but I didn't fuck him and it wasn't because he said anything bad. It was just because he sure. was a little boy. He was too young for me. Right. I mean, I when I was 40, I slept with a 25-year-old. Great. But he was great. He was much, you know, he is 25 years old, looks in New, lives in New York and, you know, is that like on his own. It's a d- different story. This guy, kid, I think, lived live with his parents <laughs> still. You know what I mean. Yes. What's the youngest? When I was 15, I had a 21 year old boyfriend. I mean, that was illegal. Right. But I was fifth. But I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I was like a woman. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a pig. I mean, maybe I don't know, 21 to 15. Like, I feel bad if we got busted by the cops and he got taken to jail. He would have because it was illegal, but it really wasn't. My mother knew I was dating him. Why is that faces? You're making faces like, oh, "Oh my God, you never fucked a 15 year old when you were 21. No. Okay, maybe like (laughs) I I was like a couple days in before I was 16. Yeah. Like, and then I turned 16. This is fine. I'm very happy for you. I think you were a little more advanced than I was. <laughs> it took me a little longer to, you know. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Uh, I think I was, it was not in high school. It was in college. So You are, ki- th- I mean, so you. Uh, this is, I have a theory about this. Oh, okay? All right. No, because I, 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 I know a guy on my roof and he's a total player. I'm not saying you're a player. I don't mm-hmm. really know what you do besides your pictures, like as far as women and like, you know, whatever. Yep. But um, and my friend and I have another friend, too, who's a total player. He, like these guys didn't jerk off or anything. And, you know, until they were like 17, like really old. You know what I mean? Weird. And then they didn't, st- you know, and then they became like hypersexual. And, you know, I found out that my one friend on the roof, I'm going to have him on the show because he has like 18 totally being molested by men in his environment when he was younger as if it's normal okay and not only him everyone in the high school was being molested by these guys i mean he told me like 18 stories i was like text them to me i need to talk about it on my podcast because it's so fascinating but i think it happened to a lot of dudes like i mean i think that this is a common thing so i think some men that don't sort of you know get an idea about what's going on down there till much later in life i think sometimes maybe it's suppressed because they were sexually molested because i think you know a lot like the stories he told me i couldn't believe is this too heavy for you yeah <laughs> i i don't feel like my like, case yeah. is so different than normal i was just a suburban philadelphia kid i don't know i'm sure i was masturbating at 15 is how that old were old? you no no that's normal i think okay. that that's kind of, that's normal yeah i'm pretty sure it was 15 maybe yeah no my friend didn't find the one that was molested by like 18 men like i said and this was happening in his high school with all the guys knew like it's crazy shit you know like it was normal i don't even think he thinks he was molested but he really was um and he didn't start you know he didn't really know about that until he was like 17 but yet he was doing all this other stuff with people so i, I think that that's like a little bit you know suppression because of like whatever you didn't you didn't when did you lose your virginity did i just ask you that you did i think it was my uh freshman year of college how old is that i didn't go to college i was like 26 18 oh okay that's not bad okay phew (laughs) jesus did you ever because you're so open did you ever have any kind of gay action like make out with a guy i really haven't i you know i know you'd be honest that's why i ask yeah sure no, I people say, well, you're straight or you're gay because sometimes they can't tell. And I, I like to say I'm about a 93 to 7, but I've never had an encounter with a guy. But I, I definitely, you know, find some appealing. And when the soccer guys finish a game, take off their shirt and they're like totally ripped and, you know, look like uh, who's that God on the soccer team? I forget what it ever is. But um, right. Yeah. I don't know either. You know, one day, never say never. There's some things about gay that are very unappealing and other things that are like, oh, I could do that. Right. Oh, interesting. But you sure. never have in all of your years. Never. In, living in New York, drinking, drugs, all no, that. Never drinking, wound up making drunk. out with a dude, nothing. No. You know, a general, like, maybe one kiss on the lips that's not a make out, just to, like a quick blah. Right, right, right. But you yeah. feel like you're 93-7? Yeah. 
Interesting. Sounds about right. Right. And so you did how many couple? What do people see in your book? So you have three books, right? I do. It's Naked Happy Girls, Bubble Bath Girls. What are Bubble Bath Girls? Let me look at Bubble Bath well, here's Girls a, while you're talking about it. Here's the thing. When I, uh, I finally, well, I was in an apartment for a while. When I moved to the Lower East Side, I had a bigger apartment with a nice bathroom. And I had a woman or two come over and take a bubble bath. And I went, wow, this is fun. I should just do this as a theme and really do it quickly because the Naked Happy Girls took me seven years um, it was very slow, and then this one I went, okay, I'm making a book, I'm doing bubble baths, bang. And for two summers, I photographed probably 70 or 80 women, and about half ended up getting in the book. It started out just in the bath, and then it became a little beforehand in the living room, and a little afterwards in the bedroom, and I just used my apartment as a set. Right. But it was based around bubble baths, and there's not that much you can do, so I, uh, it became... It became something fun to try. How do I make each woman different? Well, right, this one, dirty girl. You have some uh, girl with a. Bu- Does she have all these dirty girl no, bottles this is, in her? Th- I I use dirty girl bubble bath because Page I love the way it, I love the way it smelled. So I accumulated twelve containers, and then when I had this woman over, I threw them in and said, "We're gonna use you." Cherries and fruit and props. If you have an animal, bring over the animal. It could be a lizard. It could be a dog. It could be a cat. I've done all of those. Um, uh, you know, let's smoke pot in the tub. Let's drink champagne in the tub. Let's uh, whatever it is. You got marbles. Each I've one of these girls, because you have like, you know, a lot of shots of the same woman. Eventually they wind up in the I mean, that's it's sort of it's kind of interesting how it goes. You know, it's like chronological. I mean, you get there. They have their clothes on like this girl. She's taking her clothes off and then she's in her house and then eventually she winds up in the tub. Yeah, I'll buy that. That's just, how they go. Just, I like that. Well, it just seems like a natural way to, to yeah. do it is to start out. And I love to have a little bit clothed. Let's leave a little bit something to the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, progresses from there. So interesting to me. The first time I never knew about like that there were so many different nipples on women. Like until I went to my first nude beach, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, you know, tit, they come in so many different shapes, sizes, nipples, colors. Like, I mean, you know, so many different variations. They sure do. And As what about? I'm trying to find. I'm 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 lasering my vag off, and I'm trying to figure out how much to do. <laughs> do mm-hmm. you think the landing strip is good? I like it because it sort you of was in bit, style right? and then it went out of style a little bit, but it's pleasant. Yeah, she's got full bush, this one here. No, that wasn't no? full. That was that's Oh, it's just long on the front. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's what I look at. I don't mind the airplane strip. I don't mind hair. I tend to like it not on the lower regions. Yeah, I'm that's where it has to be off for sure. Right. I like the landing strip. I don't want to take – I don't like totally, but okay. um, I think that looks a little childlike. Yeah. Well, in looking at you now, I like what you have the way it is now. It looks <laughs> Oh, it does no, but I had no. Actually, she's taking it off totally, and then eventually, mm-hmm. yeah, she's got full bush. But this, what I love is that all these women are so different. They're they're not perfect. Like even when I'm googling porn, we've talked about this before on, on the show. Like mm-hmm. I like my people to look real. Like I think that's hotter than somebody so blown up and perfect looking. You know what I mean? Couldn't agree more. Right? Absolutely. I really do. I mean, like every one of these women, I could see the hotness in them. You know what I mean? And like this girl doesn't really have. You might say she's got really bad tits. Yes. But you make them look good. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Some uh, Somebody else, if she was like, you know, on some fake porn where they had like smoke and techno music, they might be like, your tits can't, you can't be in the shoot. But in here, she looks beautiful. You know what I mean? And sexy. You, mm-hmm. you figure out a way to make it look hot. It, it helps when women put their arms up. <laughs> if they reach for the bar above the tub, um, it'll make your boobs look better. Right, exactly. But and also a lot of these girls are really young. I remember everything about all these. If you see a woman and say, where did you meet her? How did that happen? I would, I would, I would remember what it was okay. like. This one was okay, smoking let's a see, lot so of Okay, so let's, let's talk about her. She's on page. 
Tatiana, <laughs> 205. She was one of the rare times w- she was recommended to me by somebody else, which doesn't happen a lot. I think she she comes across as a lesbian uh, Dominican um, revolutionary. She's got a Che t-shirt on. That was a perfect description of her. I One that smoked a lot of cigarettes, which I often do, don't do. A very demure, just sort of this cool, I'm comfortable, whatever, just totally. shoot me. Whereas some are more nervous and I have to... Uh, coerce a little more or direct she was just and that's fine i like sometimes if i can leave someone alone i don't need to say much and i just they're smoking looking out the window beautiful bang 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 and i'll shoot the way they are and that makes me happy as if i'm representing them the way they are right and you have a little blurb in each each one like this says i met tatiana in union square i loved her boyish short hair and harlem art arts artistic hippie chic attitude she wore a green did someone write this for you or did you write all this stuff yeah, I love it. And then you go on and there's like about 50. There's a lot of pictures. And eventually, like I said, in this, the one with the bubble bath, they eventually wind up in a bubble bath. Correct. Or with um, cupcakes. cupcakes on them. <laughs> that yes. was Claire, who is uh, French from Switzerland. And very but it's not quiet. cheesy. You know what I mean? Some no. people could do that shit in a cheesy way because you're like, you know, you're hip and cool. Like it's done in a really like arty, cool way. Like even this, a pepper and apples. I mean, and a green. A, they're all red. Yes. Are there red pears? It was a red theme. There's day. not a red pear. It's a red pear. Did you paint it red? And we're not talking about a rest. There's a red pear for real? Yeah. Their pears are red? Yeah, you can get them. They're special from somewhere. Yeah, beautiful. It's just the colors. That's just, it's beautiful. The thing is the bathtub tends to be very, very monotone. It's white. So yeah. anything that breaks that up mm-hmm. is good. So I used a lot of colors. I'm very visual. So that's why I could, I, I know your stuff is perfect. Like it's beautiful, you know? And that's why I, the red, it's like it's a pear and it's a t- pepper, but it doesn't, it's not distracting because it's just, it's the, just the contrast of the colors that make it amazing. And bubbles. I have used bubbles many, many, many times. Make if you've your got girls a, blowing bubbles. Yes. First of all, they forget about themselves because bubbles are fun. It's not a childish thing. Well, it is childish, but it's not intended to make them look young. It's just something fun to do. If you give women activities or something to do, I love to go to a beach because I'll throw a frisbee with them. But can or, or you do, do it at a beach? Or do you have to do it like on a like? Well, how do you do it at uh, a beach legally? Uh, you can, uh, the beaches have been a, a long drama with me. I went to a nude beach on Long Island uh-huh. about three years ago, and um, I got kicked off because not because you can't be naked, you need a permit. In essence, a nude beach is a private beach. Yeah. Uh huh. So you needed a permit, and I didn't have a insurance to policy. take pictures. Yes. Oh shit! Right. So we went. Th- the, the the police were very nice. They said, "Do you want us to give you a ride? It's about a mile down the beach, and you can shoot topless on the topless beach." And I went, "Yes, I do. Thank you very much, oh, officer." That was cool. It was, and then as soon as they left, I got her naked on the topless beach. Right, so they, they knew you were going to do that, but that yeah, was nice of them. It is. Right. And I hear, I think Fort Tilden, which is next to the Rockaways, is very liberal in its uh, nudity. So I plan to go there with you or somebody else who's <laughs> ever. I went, I'm out of your age range. I went to Sandy Hook. That was a nude beach I went to in Jersey. and um, But I think that they're very cautious about people with videos, or you know, because they don't want people putting shit on the internet and stuff. So it was like, you know, those people got kicked out. This one was one of the, um, what's that group of uh, singers that was huge from the England back in the day? Oh, um, uh, Spice Girls? Yeah, this she's is one, not of, the from the sp- she's is one not, of the Spice Girls. It is not. That is not. You're so full. Of, I know her. She's on, she's on a show now. Doesn't That's it not Mel like, Oh, it looks just like her for those of you who want to purchase <laughs> the Bubble Bath book. It looks, if you have a fetish about the Spice Girls, this looks just like one of them. Yeah. And she had a great body. And she's got beautiful tits. 
as Kathy would say, they're dark and symmetrical and round and hair free, and they're just yeah. I don't want to. Do yeah, nipples. Money. You don't like her? Yeah. No, I shot this for somebody else, and it was like doing porn. And I, I was gonna say, I'm yeah. sorry, could you don't go past this one? Is a little. It looks like a hustler. She's like a literally opening up her lips. Like it's kind of gross. I shot it for someone else. I gave it to the publisher, and he and said, they yeah, picked. sure, we put this in. It's very good. Oh yeah, your publisher was dirty. Those Germans are so dirty. Yeah, they really are. I used to when I was younger and really slutty, and I used to do crazy things when I was drunk. I had this German friend in New York and I used to come up and be like, oh my God, I can't believe what I did last night. And he'd be like, Kathy, I don't know why you're so upset in my country. This is normal. <laughs> like in my country, you'd be fine. I was like, I was born in the wrong place. Like Germans are really hardcore. Germans and English. Yeah, they can be pretty kinky. Oh, it's, the English too? Yeah, I think it's that suppressive hello. I'm a professor, but at <laughs> night you can put me in a diaper, drip hot wax on me, tie me up, <laughs> spank me balls and call me professor. <laughs> naughty, naughty man. You never dated any. Do you ever date anybody? I don't. I have you ever dated anyone in your whole life? It's been a long time, Kathy. But, but I'm like how looking. Long? Um, I I think a Spanish girl was my last uh, short term relationship, which was about two months, and that was probably <laughs> seven years ago. So yeah, that was <laughs> that's what you consider a relationship. Like you that's haven't even right. had a two month. <laughs> No, no. What was your longest relationship? Uh, six months. And six it was months. A long time in your whole ago. life. How old are you uh-huh. now? I am. Do I really have to be honest on this yes, one? Yes, of course. What I, are you? Don't be ridiculous. I tell you how I old I am. I just turned thirty-six. You are not thirty-six. <laughs> tell the truth, and you're not forty-two. No, I'm fifty. Tell the fucking truth. I'm fifty. Five oh this yeah, year. Just, yeah, just turned like a, a few months Did ago. Did you have a big party? No, I went to Sammy's Romanian Steakhouse with my posse, and we had steak and vodka and nice. did schmaltzy, fun, sticky cool. dance. Yeah, it was 50 a blast. is like 40 for women. It really is. That's when you're old as a man. Like you're, I mean, to society, not to like whatever. You know, I mean, when I turn 40, I feel like it's, I'm happy when men turn 50 because it's the same fucking thing. You know, men at 40 are just, it's like you could might as well be 20. But at 50, you start to feel kind of old, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And yes. as a woman, I'm just happy about that because it's the age thing for us is 10,000 times worse and it comes from men. So I love to put it back to you. Thank you. Do you know what I mean? Like you have a lot of hair, but if you were bald, I'd laugh. Like I'd be like, you fucking deserve it. Not only do I have a lot of hair, I almost <laughs> have no gray. And people <laughs> generally, when I make them guess, they usually say you're 39, something like that. Right. So. And I think not getting married, not having kids keeps you younger. For sure. That kind of stuff ages you. It's People hard. Say, it's what is your secret? And I say it's usually about five things. It's sleep. Mm-hmm. Sleep is very important. Masturbation. Uh-huh. Marijuana. Uh-huh. Comedy. Uh-huh. Exercise. And I think there was one more, but that's pretty much it. Sleep is huge. Marijuana? I don't smoke. I should smoke weed. Oh, it's, it's for your brain. It keeps you just laughing and creative, and it and it lets you move outside this generic hamster wheel box that we're <laughs> stuck in. I don't feel that I was stuck ever. My mind is – I. this is the thing. I always, when I was younger, dated potheads because I feel like a pothead without – pot like i mean my mind thinks such weird things naturally that if you give me weed i feel so bizarre i don't want to talk to people you know what i mean sure. i feel bizarre enough that you give me pot it makes me start becoming very self-conscious because understandable I, like, so i try and stay away from the weed okay. though i like it it you know i used mm-hmm. to like it i was a weed head for sure when i did I was not really know young. that yeah no i'm talking like eighth grade i started smoking pot to 11th grade every single day i couldn't deal with life unless i was fucking stoned and then i quit it because i like to quit things i find there's generally two camps of people with pot those that start early will quit early and those that start later will never it going. quit I potheads are the most loyal drug users you'll never find a pothead <laughs> anonymous like you know alcoholics will quit heroin addicts <laughs> will quit nobody ever quits weed and i think it's because there's 
nothing wrong with it. It's so it's like I always call my pothead friend like you're like a peaceful pothead. I mean, what do potheads do? The worst thing is you're just fucking lazy, you know, and maybe you can't get things done. I'm then in that small camp that is not lazy and I like to do it before things. And I know a lot of people like that. I don't think it's such a small camp. I think if you smoke weed a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, some people could smoke it and it, it makes them motivated to do things and they get shit done. You clean know, for your sure, kitchen, right? smoke pot, clean your kitchen, right? Right. Jump naked tra- on a trampoline. This is yes. a thing, though, that I've seen with chronic pot usage. The only time it ever becomes a problem mm-hmm. is if because I think it kind of takes the edge off. It is a little bit of an escape, right? Yeah. So if you're dealing with something that's pretty hardcore that you need to be 100 percent on top of it. I've seen two friends of mine, two that were big weed heads, totally successful, totally on top of their game, weed not affecting their life. But the economy hit. Their business started to go down and they didn't stop smoking pot. So they weren't aware enough. Do you know what I mean? To know what was going down. And so they went down way farther than if they were fucking clear headed enough to get their life together. Do you Absolutely. Understand? Of course. They use the word self medicate a lot. Like, yeah. you know, if you use pot as self medication, and first of all, I want to say that I'm not really a pothead and I, I may have smoked for 20 years, but it was never that much. Right. And now I'm once a week. Right. I'm like, that's oh, not a pothead. No, no, every day, I think. People that have yeah. to do a bong hit every day. No, yeah. And there's nothing, I don't think, like, honestly, I really don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I'm so glad that it's like starting to become legal and everything. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah. But, um, um, I think that, like I said, that if you do anything, whatever it is that's distracting you from real life. I mean, some people, it's work. Some people, my mother, it's Jesus or God. You know what I mean? Religion, some people. You have a look on that. Oh. <laughs> no, she's not like she. Well, do you know my father's a priest? No. Yes, my father's a is priest. Is he listening? No, definitely not. My okay. father's a priest. My mom's the type that, you know, married one. And so she gets a little more religious as she's gotten older. And she definitely uses it as, a, I mean, you know, as a distraction. No different than I always like, oh, if she was more fun she'd probably be an alcoholic but she's like you know a workaholic and a mm. you know a, a, a jesus holic i mean like so anything that you use as a distraction if it's weed and if your life starts to go to shit you know and you're not really present you're fucked when i finally meet your mother is it okay if i tell <laughs> her i'm an atheist jew because yeah she won't care she, my mom's so oh. nice she'll just be like oh really like she would you know okay. she wouldn't start an argument with she's not one of those oh. not at all i might start an argument with her i'm a um, oh my mom! Yeah, my mom's tough though too. Ooh, like you can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool. My mom's she cute. Got, she's got MS. Oh, well, <laughs> where does she live? <laughs> my parents live in Jersey. Okay, that's where I grew up. I'm a Jersey girl. Um, so yeah, I don't know how we started talking about weed. How do we get to talk about weed? Oh, it's an evolution because some of the women I smoke pot with because if they enjoy. No, we it, were talking about your. Oh. We were talking about you. This is what I want to end on because I just like to get personal with okay. my guests. And I know you a long time. Through our mutual tunic friends, mm-hmm. the tunics, the Spencer and, and his brother. And um, I have never known you to be in a relationship. When you say you're one relationship and you're, you're 50 years old, you've had one relationship for six months. Correct. What the fuck? fuck? What do you think? I'm ve- well, it just think? shows things about me. Yeah, I'm selfish think? and I'm very hard to please and I get <laughs> bored easily and I don't want people around that much. <laughs> and I'm always running, 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 running. Um, and if someone, a relationship feels like it's just sucking time and energy and I don't want to badmouth women, but I just rarely get the comedy connection because to <laughs> me life is hilarious. And if they don't get me, a lot of women get me they they think I'm hilarious and charming and it's nice. And I'm like, okay, well that's good. We're getting closer, but you're just dull. And I'm, you, I got to get something back. There's rarely women where I go, God, I miss that person. I want to spend more time with you. You just enrich in my life with music or culture 
or politics or whatever it is. And the things that I like a lot, which I like sports and I like politics, I like comedy and art, and I don't often find that women have all those things, or at least to the point where they thrill me and I want to stay with them. So in 50 years, you've never met any woman that you find. There was a few that I liked that didn't like me. And that's the sad part. I've probably you don't really think that that's a coincidence. I mean, you think that that's just a sad that's just the, the universe conspiring against you that the one the only women you found interesting. No, not weren't at all. Into you and all no. the rest that like you. You don't think that that's no. a coincidence. Oh, that's no conspiracy. You're no, going to die alone. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's I'm not a coincidence. You have a fear of commitment, so that's how it's going to play out. Oy I vey, know the fear it's of so commitment irritating, but out. it's real. It's real. All the words that you said, everything that you said, I could relate to. I understand. I feel the same way. But Great. something's wrong with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I could have a lovely relationship where we just have <laughs> separate apartments and separate no, beds. I've talked about this on this podcast. All they're called yeah. lat relationships in in the Netherlands. L A T living apart together. Tons yes. of people. You know, Tim Burton and. Um, his girl, uh, mm-hmm. Helena Bottom Carter, they have they're madly in love with each other. They're best friends. They're totally dig each other. Mm-hmm. But they have separate houses and a tunnel that uh, brings them together. They have a tunnel. Yeah. I'm going to send you an article. I'm going to put this on Facebook. Like too, Hamas it's, going to Israel. No, like uh, Not underneath. Oh, but okay. Like I think like a tunnel that br- bridges the houses together. And it's like this one little article. And I'm like, to me, this was like the most this is like a love story. Like how they talk about each other is like a love story. And it and I have I'll send you the article. And it's very small, but it talks about their relationship and why they do what they do which is live in separate houses mm-hmm. on the same compound right next mm-hmm. to each other but in different places he's like i hate the way she decorates she's like i fucking hate the way he decorates but they love each other and so and they're cool and they said they really believe that most a lot of other people would do it but people just don't have the funds you know a lot of people right. are shacked up in one house because they can't have a bigger place or live uh, separately i mean most parent married people i know for years they're not like oh my god i can't wait to see that person when they come home i have thought about this and i would love a compound and i thought if i can make a lot of money that's going to help because you can spread your wings and you can have her in wing a and you're in wing b and i love that idea yeah and i think wealthier people can do that and they have and i think that but i think people just don't do it because of financial reasons but i don't think it's natural to just be like on top of each other i could only i think exist in that and i always think probably over time as you get older like maybe you could get a little closer I always have the hope that maybe I could be a little closer and be comfortable but no but I know that it's because I have issues I don't think it's just like oh I haven't met the right person and I think it's the same for you do they have an open relationship I've had open relationships. No, no they Tim don't. Burton and I don't think so. Okay. But I but we talk about that on my podcast a lot too okay. because I think it's very unnatural that men are meant to be like totally you know, it's a, it's a tough thing, this whole cheating, not cheating, monogamy, stuck with the same person. I mean, it drives me nuts in my head because... Well, I, which side are you on? I'm on the side where I just wish, like, like polygamy existed or something that was more realistic with the way we are as animal beings. You know what I mean? I don't think it's natural for man to be... C- like totally monogamous to the same woman for 30 years and then you want to me to marry someone I do marriage math I call it marriage math like if I meet someone today Mm -hmm. and I'm this age and I think I'm gonna die when I'm 80 you fucking minus it from this and you're like oh my god I gotta be with that person for 35 years like I don't even know how that is possible and then for a man to be like this is my dick stops here like that's the last pussy like that's it I don't think you know most of the time that's not happening women are constantly being disappointed because their men are cheating them all of the women that are alive right now are fucked because 
we were born in a society where we were told that this is the way that it is. So yeah. I'm doesn't matter that my brain knows it doesn't work and it's not right. It still devastates me. So when quote unquote cheats or, you know, my goal was always to be a swinger or have an open relationship to be evolved enough with somebody or get to that place where you don't need to sexually own, you know. But uh, I think that takes a lot of work in this society because we've been, you know, sh- it's been shoved down our throats, something totally different. So I can only hope 500 years from now I come back as a woman again because a woman is a little tougher than a man. And like polygamy exists or we have these communal living, just a different, a whole different setup because this way that it is now, it doesn't seem right to me. Beautifully said. I hope it's not 500 years, more like 36 and... Uh, 36? I don't th- I don't know. I think the younger generation is much more open. That's what I'm saying. Totally. I, I thank have God friends that are them. in yes. open relationships. Yeah. It may not be a total swinger set like you want, but it's... No, yeah. Listen, there's two or three people out there that once in a while, if they come into town, you can have your little relationship with. Totally. And it seems to work for them. Mm-hmm. I had open relationships all my life. My problem is because I have this weirdo thing and I attract the wrong kind of people. I've never had somebody that I felt emotionally or a, a man that gave me uh, emotional security. Do you understand? Mm. So when they weren't giving me the emotional security, then I have to worry that they're going to be out doing something because it's a, more of a matter of like, oh, you're going to lose them totally. That I feel like if I ha- was with a guy that gave me total emotional security, I know this is my dude. We're together. We're staying together. We're committed. Would I give a shit if he goes and sleeps with other people? Probably not. I, I don't know, though, because I never had that. I always keep myself in this weirdo scenario where... It's either I really like someone and I have nothing with them or I'm with them, but they're like, I don't want to totally be with you, so I'm going to look for other people. And then that ruins everything. You can't even, you know, analyze that. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. And when I had open relationships, I always say, like, I've had every kind of relationship except a number one. This is my book right here. Um, and, uh, you know, I tried open ones and it worked and it didn't. And there's all different, you know, it, there's all different kinds of things with that. You know, I've had lo- I've literally had longer booty call relationships than I have. Sure. relationship relationships like i've screwed the same guy for eight years wow but i've never dated one for longer than is two is that the one the guy across the room who keeps yeah that's him right over there the naked okay. guy over there. <laughs> but it wasn't like you know it wasn't like i saw him every single day but it was like this is the guy i'm monog i'm pretty monogamous by nature it's mm-hmm. very easy for i prefer to be with one person and i didn't care who he was with you know as long as i got what i wanted but we weren't in an emotional relationship so i think it's you know very different but I hope I believe in open, rela- you know, all Dan Savage, that guy. I love him. He's really great. Savage love guy. You remember Village Voice d- from Village Voice? He used to do Savage Love article, you know, question answers in the back of Village Voice. He's mm-hmm. got a podcast now and he calls it monogamish. And he's in he's in a relationship with a dude and they have an open relationship. And he oh, talks I a know lot Dan about Savage. It. Yeah. I love he's always on Bill Maher. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's, he's awesome. He's so good. Smart oh, and so funny smart. and poignant and everything and about he, him is and great. And he talks about this in a much better way and everything that he says, I agree with you know and he's more open to it and he calls it monogamish not totally monogamous but you know right. with somebody and, and in it's a probably jewish it's monogamish <laughs> exactly so yeah i could it's my favorite topic to talk about but it confuses me and i don't know that we're going to work it out in this lifetime but um you and i or you and dan like just the whole you know me you know just the whole society i don't know i don't know i think 500 years you think 36 yeah it's already we're already on our way religion let's just once religion starts to you know fall off the planet then there's no that thing of marriage as one man and one woman and and things will loosen up even more and right and you said you want to have a kid at 60 i mean do you want to have children I always thought that I did. Obviously, time is slipping a little bit. Uh, my mother's like, Andrew, you're probably not going to have a kid because you're not waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> unless it's to do a naked photo shoot. <laughs> Shell, 
Um, so unlikely, but possible. I feel like. Do you want to? Yeah, I love kids. Right. Um, you know, it's fun like anyone else to be with them a short period of time and went, okay, that's enough. I got my fill. No, but if but it was yours, you'd love it. You wouldn't feel like yeah. you you need you don't only want your fill. You know, there's, that's what you don't understand. There's just too many things in life that I haven't done or that I want to do, and I feel like if I can just get to this like next what? plateau. Oh, I'm I'm unhappy and unsatisfied and and With where what? I am in life. I mean, I've what do I've you got naked of? books. Yeah. I need more money and I need to be doing the things that I love, which are people oriented and creating art all the time. I'm doing too many weddings and bar mitzvahs and corporate videos. Why don't you start a podcast? That just you could get, why don't you go online and start a podcast? Okay. No, seriously, you'd be great on it. You should do it in your own podcast. And you have to know so many people in your world if you did like an arty po- podcast with like I can make 200,000 doing a podcast. No, you can, yeah, because people nowadays, I'm going to tell you that development people, that's where they go to find talent. So they're listening on their way to work, on their way home. They're going through podcasts. They're looking. So when they're looking, casting people, because I did casting and stuff, and when I was doing casting, I'd go on Facebook or we MySpace or whatever was going on at that fucking time. Mm-hmm. Now people go to podcasts, and that's how they find people. So, yeah, if you start a podcast and just fucking talk about what you like to do or whatever, you never know where that goes. I mean, it's just a start. It's an outlet for you and your creativity. Well, one thing I've been doing since I've been like uh, – uh, 30 is doing video diaries. So I have thousands oh, of see? hours of yeah, talking to a camera shit. in my apartment. It's been, um, okay, I'm waiting to the right time, whatever that is, but I do. Yeah. Mostly it's complaining, you know, being the Jewish, the guy that I you am. Little but little Woody Allen. Ugh. I love, I love ner- neuroses because I'm neurotic. So I love neurotic men like Woody Allen. That's why I said to you the other day, Larry David. Like, I yeah. love that character. Mm-hmm. It's fucking hilarious because most men are so macho and perfect, you know, so I think people like to see a man that's out of fucking control and thinks like a woman, you know, and is crazy. <laughs> I don't think that that's bad. I think I've got put all of those men wrapped up in one, neurotic yeah. and macho. And yeah, put that out there. You do it. Okay, we're out there. Okay, so anyway, plug your shit again because I want people to see your stuff because, like, you heard him talk and he, he's really hilarious, And but his pictures are really fucking beautiful. Beautiful pictures. The only thing I have is really it's a Vimeo page, which is the video page, and it's Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O, dot com slash naked happy girls and i've got about 30 clips where you can see my photography and video mixed together and, and it's when could fun. they catch naked happy G- oh girls god. on playboy what uh, do you mean oh god uh, well if you get the playboy channel i don't know when they play it i just oh, know okay. that people come up to me you yelled at me before when i did yeah. an impression but it's still on and they chopped a half hour into 15 minutes and they just throw it up all the time Oh, great so, so maybe you've seen him on naked happy people on playboy Yes, Playboy TV. Okay, thanks for being here. Thanks for and having me. And maybe he'll have his own podcast in. Yeah. Or his, uh, or your YouTube uh, neurosis All of the series. above. And another television show where I'd really like to be back on TV. All right, cool. Well, good luck with all that. Thank you. All right, we're going to go get naked and shoot my pictures. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.